0: Wonder Woman, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One X, and Deconstructing
1: Sheds, this is Staying In. Everyone, 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 everyone shut up. Right, shut up. I'm Googling something important. Right. Cool. shush, just, just. Can you... Right. <laughs> I always love it when you type in, like, two things into Google and it gives you, like, a drop-down list of the most popular searches. Can you reheat rice? Can you run it? Can you freeze cheese? It's because it rhymes. Can you reheat chicken or can you catch shingles? I'm not interested in any of that, Google. I'm interested in can you die from tetanus? Of course you can.
0: This uh, podcast is taking a rather dark turn. Where are we going with this?
1: Well, I just... Right, in in my back garden at a very old shed. Great. So I decided today in the twenty seven degree heat to get rid of shed. Makes perfect sense. And there were and there were lots of nails in shed and I think at least one point I stepped on a nail. Ah uh, so I'm just checking my um you know, if if
0: I Can once I? stepped on a on a shard of glass uh and I survived that, so I'm sure you'll be fine. I stepped on a pitchfork.
1: <laughs> did it? Did it smack you in the
2: face? It went through my shoe and between my toes. Jeez! Because we talked about my finger toes before. But can I talk about the fact, Sam, that you sent us a Snapchat kind of chronicling of this? And oh yeah. I think you demolished that shed in probably one of the most cack-handed ways I've ever seen. <laughs> Now, listener, you'll be thinking in your heads, okay, how would I demolish a shed? You may have done it before, I don't know, but Sam proceeded to, Sam started with the sides and ended with the roof, (laughs) whereas (laughs) I would have started with the roof. (laughs) Maybe you just wanted to get some shade in that 27 degree heat.
1: It was, it was basically my reason, right, that's how I was going to do it, but. Then, like, I thought, well, I want to take the glass out of the side first. Cause there was, like, three glass windows. Yeah, sure. And, Dan, you'll be like this soon, like, with my dog around. Got to, got to be super extra careful. Yeah. Don't want any glass or nails lying around. Because I know with all the DIY that you do, that's your, you know. That's I'm my jam. That's your jam. Um, So, I thought I'll take the glass out first. But to take the glass out, I need to remove some of the wood panelling and chris this this shed i could lift it like it was that it was that flimsy and weak practically a like marquee. I... <laughs> so as soon as i started like destroying one bit of the shed everything else just fell down and it just became easier to do it the way i did it and and part of me wanted it to be almost there was there was a there was a 10 minute window where everything was going to like fall down cartoon style, like the two walls, <laughs> the two walls on top of each other, and the roof landed on top. And I thought that would be brilliant, and I could just like haul it all away and put it in a skip. Um,
2: it's like that Buster Keaton film, that really old Buster Keaton film, where the house falls <laughs> and it perfectly lands because the doorway over him. And apparently, oh, he, he put like nails into the floor, so he would he would stand in the perfect position so the falling scenery wouldn't crush him. So he nailed himself to nails. No, he fo- nailed two nails into the floor. as his marker. So as long as his toes were on there and he stood up, he'd know that the, the building Oof. that was falling over him, the doorway would perfectly go around him. It wouldn't squash him.
1: I mean, just use a pen or a bright piece of paper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, buster. What do you know? What do you know about
3: stunts?
1: Just use a pen.
0: <laughs>
3: every uh, st- every yeah,
1: stuntman could- has a pack of Post-its in his pocket. Stand, saying, just saying, stand here. Um, and live Yeah, or like Stand a Sharpie or something live. like that
0: um, um,
3: I, uh, I'm just quickly looking something up
2: Just yeah. give me 30 seconds Are you looking for the most ethical way to demolish a shed,
1: please? Terrific radio this is, Pete, it really is It's not like you've got a computer in front of you because it just looks like you're pontificating over your own crotch. I am. God, it looks amazing. It's Wednesday. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this shit. It he's up. actually bottomless. It looks incredible. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. It is so hot, Dan. So he's
2: been doing some manscaping. It looks like he's been. It looks like he's been fitted for a tailored suit. <laughs> like ev- ev-
1: everyone, and the guys down
2: there with a the tape measure.
1: The, the the English the English um sort English of, um scale of. Of how much nakedness they will both put up with and allow themselves to be seen in public with rises as the temperature, as the mercury rises, so does, yeah. you know, the... On the planet. Yes. So, like, uh, as. So as we're, we're lucky that Pete is actually wearing any clothes. Well, no, he isn't. Well, that's normal.
0: Well, that's he's wearing a t shirt. That's not his skin, <laughs> just a tattoo. <laughs> I'll tell, I tell
1: you one thing talking about clothes, and this hot weather has been brilliant because. Guys, I am on top of my washing at the moment. Like Are you really? In terms of like you know you usually like usually the washing the wash the washing to clothes I need ratio is just enough out of balance that sometimes you like put something on a radiator or hanging something out or something that's just like barely dry. Yeah. Yeah, trying to catch up with myself. But because all I've been wearing is the same pair of shorts for the last four days and like the odd change of t shirt like, I've been able to get through my washing. Like, we, my cupboard is backed up with washing. Like I can't get rid of it fast <laughs> enough. It's brilliant. He's wearing four, five outfits a day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. All right, so... Now you now you finished looking at your penis, what have you got for us? It's my penis. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? Yeah, oh, that's all right. right. I, just,
1: oh. uh, growth. I thought it was like it's some kind small... of creature. It's a small growth. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, it is a sort of creature I guess.
1: It has got a mind of its own. Um I've just found out that <laughs> I've got uh Raz syndrome. You got what? Raz syndrome. Sam
2: I'm so sorry. What is I that? Know. Are you alright?
1: Yeah, I think I think I'm alright. Like um Seriously, like, is this is this
3: something that this should be on the
1: podcast? <laughs> Well, yeah, of course it should be because okay. the only Pete, the only way yeah. that um, you know I can make others come out and accept their, um, you know, that they're also sufferers of Raz, is to speak about it, and and, and we uh, we are. We are an inclusive group of people. Really? We we are open. We, are, we would welcome we anyone in, regardless of, of... Admi-
0: admitting it is the
2: first step. Absolutely, right? yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. And and it's just and it's just, guy. It's just at this time of year, at this time of year, it's it, it's it's particularly bad I, if you suffer from if you suffer from ras.
0: I think it's important to say if, if if someone is listening to this and they do suffer with ras, you are not alone. Okay. No. Uh, Is there a number you, if, we can actually put? Yeah, in you can. You can contact call. us. We we will be there to support you through this. Uh, Sam, maybe you'd like to kind of go into a bit more detail for those who yeah, yeah. maybe as
1: familiar. Don't know. Don't know about well. Basically, um, what type of RAS uh, do you have first?
2: Actually, just because, because you know standard. We don't. We don't, want to, we don't want to make it like just a one because we know there are different degrees of it, and we don't want to make assumptions.
1: I think. I think I just have. Um, just, just sort of stand on Raz. It's just bad at this time Van- of year. Vanilla Raz. Vanilla Raz. Yes, Raz. I just have Vanilla Raz. It's just because E three's on at this time of year, so it's made it a bit worse. Okay. So that's it. Because um, Raz is redundant acronym syndrome. Wow. Um, oh right. Um, so, <sighs> but you got E three on. Yeah. And it's their website is the e three expo dot com. It's just. Uh, Expo is in the fucking name already. So it's Entertainment Electronic Expo Expo.
2: (laughs) I mean, Sam, how Um, do you feel about the fact that RAS itself is an acronym?
1: I know it is, isn't it? It's Redundant Acronym Syndrome Syndrome. (laughs) I've got RAS Syndrome. See, it's it's a self-perpetuating cycle of awful. Um, But E3 makes it even worse because... Like... That's genuinely referred to as E3 Expo. Yeah, and then, yeah, because you know, it
0: used to be it used to be Electronic Entertainment Expo, and it was only kind of I don't think it was even that long ago that they rebranded it to be E3 because people would refer to it as E3. Mm.
1: Yeah,
0: and that it yeah. just became that.
3: Did you guys it uh, have been E cubed? Did you guys any? Uh, did you guys actually co- uh, like? Managed to catch any of e three? Did you watch any
0: of it? Did you stay up late? Did you? I didn't. I didn't stay up late. I watched the only one that kind of came on. The best one that came on um, at kind of good UK time was the
1: Xbox one. I think came on around ten oh, o'clock. Nin, nin, Nintendo was five o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, but I'd never pay attention to Nintendo. Uh. <laughs> 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 okay, now Nintendo's was actually the one. Where I finally went, all right, I'm gonna get a switch. Yep, me too. Because all Nintendo's was was basically like, honest. Look, we're making games. I promise. Like, <laughs> just just please, just 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 wait there. Yeah. And then suddenly the games come out as FIFA. Yes, please. Uh, Rocket League. <laughs> all right, okay. Well, you've already got my money. That that's fine. Skyrim. All right, okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that was the, the the Switch stuff was was incredible. Um, mm. And I mean, I've already played one. I was already pretty much sold anyway. But I think I was just kind of waiting for those. Like the fact is, Peter. Mm. Well, you could like you could all be playing Rocket League, and then I could be out in the garden playing it on my Switch, and Woo. we could all have loads of fun. So
3: there is absolutely so much stuff on the Switch where I was like, and and in fact, from Nintendo, where I was like, you guys are making games. Like a lot of them and doing really interesting deals as well. Like so there's um they announced not not one but two Metroid games. All the,
1: all the Mario and Rabbiting looks incredible. Yeah yeah yeah. I mean it's XCOM for kids, but it looks so good. And yeah. If you if you told me that Mario like like Nintendo are the most If Nintendo just, like, loosened their strings a bit, like, they could make incredible games for all consoles and everything. And so the fact that, like, they've they've even got into bed with Ubisoft and made a little XCOM baby (laughs) is an incredible thing. Like, the fact that Mario and Rabbids now share a universe...
3: They've. I mean, um, there's 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 been Mario games where there's been crossovers with other pla- uh, properties before. They've mostly been in Japan. So um, they did a big time with Square Enix for um, it was called Itadaki Street, which was like a party game. Um, I think I think it came over here. Uh, they have done bits and pieces of that, but this is the first time I want to say where they've really cross-collaborated with a big Western uh, developer and also kind of handed the reins of one of their IPs to that developer. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine what that must be like, that working relationship must be like between Ubisoft and Nintendo. Like, Think about how powerful those two companies are. Ubisoft, the company that make the two biggest-selling games in the United States this year, uh, with For Honor and uh, that... Ghost Recon game. Um, yeah, that's huge. It? That's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like massive company like that, and then massive heritage company like Nintendo, who are hugely pre- uh, uh, protective of their brand and their identity and their games. And they're like, yeah,
0: go, yeah, give Mario a gun. Like, why not? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I I'm st- I'm still not sold. On the, the Switch, and I've not really been all that interested in anything Nintendo have done since the Wii. Um But I'm curious because I know Sam and Pete, you are big Nintendo fans. But Chris, I don't often hear you talk a lot about Nintendo. What are your What are your views on Nintendo? Because you um, didn't. I don't think you've you didn't have a Wii, did you?
2: No, my parent my parents do. My parents have a my parents have a Wii Fit and the Wii the balance board and things. They love the Wii um, Fit. The bathroom they, my, scales my mum is top on all of the <laughs> sports on it apart from the heading um, i've never been a nintendo fan i it's just it, it's it's just you know when you're a kid like some some consoles you get access to more than others and the only time i ever had access to a nintendo was playing duck hunt when i was a kid in the 90s around wow. a friend's house so i and i played a bit of mario kart um, at uni, around a friend's house but Nintendo's never ever really been on my radar so I can't really form an opinion of it whatsoever I, 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 I comes from a place of ignorance really I know of its heritage but I'm, I don't really have the best knowledge and experience of the console
0: itself really, it's history. Interestingly with regards to kind of the Wii and Nintendo um, I, I, over the weekend I did kind of a, one of those like massive clear-outs you do when Mm-hmm. You've got a bit of spare time, and obviously I have a, a baby on the way, so I need to make a lot of space. And I do have like a big uh, chest, which was just full of kind of old consoles and old games and stuff. Um, and in there, they there are was... very
1: small, though. Dan, did you know that? Pardon? They are very small. Did you, did you know? Did yeah, you know... but they have a lot of shit. Are they sleeping in the chest? Yes, yes, yes. I can Good close night. it. It's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, and it's a stool if anyone needs it. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just sit on baby. Okay.
0: But so in there, I had kind of a PS3, 360, uh, a GameCube, an N64, um, oh, a Dreamcast, cow. and a Wii. And I was, I was clearing all the stuff out. I got rid of loads of games, loads of cables, and stuff. And I've got no interest because I've got the PS4, no interest in the PS3, not really interested in the Xbox anymore. Of course, I'm keeping my Dreamcast. Um, I'll be getting rid of the GameCube and the N64. But I'm actually really tempted, and I've left it out, to plug in my Wii again and, and mm. start that bad boy up And mainly for two games, and it's Mario Kart and mm-hmm. Super Mario Galaxy. So I don't think I ever finished Mario Galaxy. And so I'm very tempted to, to start them up again. If you're
3: interested in Mario, uh, Mario Kart again, surely Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on Switch is pretty tempting. Yeah. Like, that, but, that, I mean, by all, by all accounts, it is a beautiful, wonderful. Game with rock solid multiplayer,
1: with and you can play it anywhere. So, so in your current way of being, right? You know, you're up with baby in the middle of the night. You can sit in your room, like just playing Mario That's... Kart while you're, uh, you know, in between dart sessions. Yeah. With, with looking after the child. Like, surely, if you're thinking about
2: <laughs> games, like, like, like... S- sorry, Sam, like it's that it's like the DVD cover for Hard Boiled.
1: <laughs> baby, baby in one. one arm switch in the other like surely this if if anything in terms of gaming that should be like getting you going now it should be the switch because you just like up in the middle of the night soothing baby right might as well play the switch so, a few yeah, hours I'm going to go and smash some of Peter's times on you know
0: Rainbow Road so you see yeah. some absolutely valid points there um the 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 problem I would have is I don't already have them on the week, so I don't I don't I have to spend a lot of money I have to spend a lot of money but you can't
1: take them with you you can't you can't you can't make them a portable that you can't take it portably but I can't take it with you I'm not that interested in can't move it around the house
0: early hours gaming oh I yeah that might change yeah that might change Dan (laughs) well to be fair the kind of as as time progresses all of my kind of Uh, my role on this podcast may become null and void because I'm losing all kind of chances to play games, to watch films, watch TV, all that stuff. My my geek knowledge
1: is going to dissipate rather quickly. Honestly, Dan, honestly, when, when your kid starts growing up, you're suddenly going to realise that there is only one games company out there who will be making games that your child will be interested in. And suddenly you will become very, very interested with what Nintendo are doing yeah, and ways yeah, that yeah. they can entertain and bring joy and life and colour and love into your child's life. Like, honestly, like, when I when I listen to other podcasts and, like, speak to other people, like, all... Um, uh, and, and a guy I work with as well, like his kids just absolutely love yeah like mario and zelda and like he just he just talks about how much their his kids like love and engage with these games and like things like the wii u pad like holding something like that it's all built around like engagement and and kids get involved that's what nintendo do but it's also about better than your ain't.
3: free time dan like it's about like yeah. when you get to fit in these sessions of 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 playing games right like it's why it's why (laughs) it's why i desperately would love for you to pick up star realms and like get into that into that mindset because it's like okay here's my time to play a little bit of game over here rather than because you're you're completely right dan like you know the amount of time that you're going to have to sit down and play something absolutely titanically large is going to be somewhat disrupted
0: that's all very valid points I can't disagree with any of them, and in the years to come, yeah. I would happily purchase a Nintendo console yeah. for a child to play with right not necessarily for so me now... to play with because uh. I'm not as interested yeah you'll have to get your Vita out then that'll be your
3: that'll be your device
0: yeah, I'll do that It's fine but yeah i'm just i'm not, I've just never been all that fussed with it, really
3: Well, I might have to buy mm. a switch and then uh, get a couple of different uh couple of controllers. And yeah. shove it in front of you. Be all
1: like, right. yeah. I mean, that's the thing, like that's that's the wonderful thing about like the experience I've actually had with the Switch has been brilliant because we pl- uh, a friend of mine brought his over and we playing and I was playing Zelda and I was like, Oh, this is you know, this is really cool and all the different ways to have the controller. And then it was just like we got we, we woke up in the morning, we were just having a bit of breakfast, having a cup of tea, and he just handed me one of his controllers that he'd already got. It's like, right, we'll play snipper clips and like we just balanced the thing on the couch next to us and Lisa was watching TV and you know going about the house doing other stuff and we were like having this like brilliant experience like sharing this thing yeah um and like we didn't need any other controllers to do it like everything was just there in the yeah. switch i think that's what nintendo does 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 better than anyone that sort of like couch experience the idea of sharing something yeah. so so i think that definitely if if you ever went down this route, down, I, I think you would just be sucked into this world of like sharing this um, with your kids. So, so does it? So, does this mean that you're not going to get an Xbox One X?
0: Uh, probably. Yeah, I can't. I can't see why I would. Good. That's 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 an awfully big expenditure for very little
1: playtime. I, do you know, well, very little of any benefit. I'm Oof. gonna get his, his. No, you're not. His may no, not. Because <laughs> yeah. P- I also right. have to buy a 4K P- TV. Theater. Yeah, exactly. No, Dan, Dan, Dan. If the next words out of Peter's mouth are anything like, oh, I really want to get one of those, then I'm, yeah. I'm leaving. I'm, I'm that's, leaving.
3: That's what I sound like. <laughs> um, I am very much on board to purchase a Nintendo Switch. And Good answer. The proposition of the <laughs> Xbox One
0: X is. No. So you said the One S or the One X? X-X. X. X.
1: Which is also a massive problem I have with the console. It's not very
0: clear, though. They're, they're very, very similar sounding yeah, letters. No, no. There's going to
1: be tons of grandmas at Christmas getting, uh, having to look at very disappointed young <laughs> young adults.
3: And a lot of game employees <laughs> earning their bonuses. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the proposition that the, the Xbox One, specifically the the Xbox One portfolio has, is actually really interesting now to me like with backwards back compatibility, compatibility with everything yeah. uh, including original Xbox games 360 uh, there's Forza which I really desperately want to play there's a couple of other bits and pieces that I would really like like Quantum Break there's it's getting to the point now where I mean I must admit if you gave me the money for uh, a Nintendo Switch or an Xbox One X, I would absolutely pick the Switch first. But the the the, the Xbox One portfolio is not lo- not far behind for me, and it's it's simply because I have a PS4, and it's like, well,
1: I don't I don't see the appeal, and I really think they've made a massive massive misstep with it. Do you think the PS4 like, Pro
3: was a big mistake?
1: No, because they timed it right, and also. The PS4 Pro doesn't actually do true 4K. It simulates it in a very, very clever yes. way. Yes. And so what developers, people making the games for, they've got complete freedom to do what they want, and they've also got the freedom, if they want to, to provide a boost to their games. So things like Horizon Zero Dawn and... Um, and uh, things like neo and games like that yeah. they uh, a, a patch comes down to them and basically they've got options in the menu and if you want to you can just make the graphics a little bit uh make the fidelity of the graphics better so if you've got a 4k tv things just pop a little bit better textures a little bit smoother and the frame rate is boosted
3: what's the difference between that and an xbox one
1: x well, the the One X is built around this true 4K, this 4K, 60 frames per second. Yep. This this you know th- that's that's what it was marketed as. Yep. And then slowly and surely, Microsoft have chipped away at the uh, the requirements on the developers. Because first it was for it was for first the developers were told it's got to run up, your games have got to run at 4K and they've got to run at 60 frames per seconds. Currently, the only game that does that is Forza. Every other game on the One X either runs at 4K, but at 30 frames per second, or below 4K and at 60. Mm. Because the developers just... There's no developer out there who wants to put the time and effort in into making a game run at 4K, do 60, and um, for such a small install base.
3: I think... I think all,
1: all... All and that, it's more expensive, like it's crazy.
3: All of that, I honestly, it doesn't really faze me at all. The only, the only thing I think is a bit of a problem with the Xbox One X is that there's this talk at the moment of potentially exclusive games for the X One X, and that to me is a bit worrying because yeah, that feels like, well, hold on a second, is this a is this a new console? I, I got the same sort of like iffy feeling when Nintendo did the new 3DS. Like that yeah. that to me and like lo and behold, the new three D S has like three exclusive games and it's come to yeah. the end of its lifespan pretty much now. Um I honestly the, honestly if the price wasn't the price that it is, um I think an Xbox One X would essentially be the Xbox to get. Um but the I think the price is just a bit too high at the moment. I think more. the one I think
0: the one X is better placed than the PS four pro Me too. I think if you I think if you look at the what what Sony are offering I look at that and I think why if i compare what where ps4 pro sits within the sony family and where the xbox one x sits yeah xbox one x has a place within that family whereas ps4 seems to just be the sl- a slightly boosted version yeah. it's a it's kind of an unnecessary boost whereas the xbox one is offering something different it is offering, it offering a significant jump
1: so is the ps4 pro but not but, not to the same extent as the xbox yeah, no, one yeah but dan x. but dan it is technically but the games aren't being made for, that, for that, technical, that technical leap. So technically, it's there, but if the games aren't being made for it and you haven't got the TV to take advantage of it, then it's just like having but, an Xbox. Well, it has only just launched. But this, the,
3: here's, the thing, here's the thing with the Xbox One X. It's actually not for us. Like No. It's actually built for people who want to watch 4K films and 4K TV and that sort of content. Because there's a 4K box plus an xbox one that is good value like that is decent but it's you have to have the 4k television in place you have to have the decent sound system in place and you have to come to the realization that most games might look a little bit better but most of them will play like games that you'll play on an xbox one uh and the sort of the games that do take advantage of it Will look great. They will look superb. I have no doubt that Forza will look absolutely incredible on a 4K TV. But I don't think 4K uh, penetration into most markets is is at a point where that makes sense. But if I was future proofing, why not? Like, and again, it. But again, it's for that tech. Tech savvy—it's the person who goes and reads Tech Radar. It's the person who goes and reads, uh, 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 you know, Digital Foundry. It's—it's it's for those people.
1: But then the argument there is comes back around to those people will already feasibly own a PC that does all this anyway. Sure, sure.
3: And they'll—but they're also the kind of people who will, who will not blink at spending an extra two grand to get a slightly better
0: audio system.
1: They've got gold HDMI cables,
0: right? Speaking of um, wastes of money, um, <laughs> I'm I'm not one to uh, waste money usually, um, and especially especially around games. Often I'm, you I'm bought very, that
1: Dreamcast once.
0: Uh, it was actually a gift, uh, so jokes on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but uh, your comment is related to my waste of money. Um, because maybe it was the fact that I saw my Dreamcast again. Maybe it was the fact that I've seen kind of oh, get my no. monthly updates on Shenmue 3. Um, <laughs> How's that going? <laughs> as I said before, when, when we've discussed this before, um, I kick-started Shenmue 3 and I basically looked at it as a pre-order because I was always going to buy it. Yeah. Um, but what I decided to buy uh was a new copy of the original Shenmue on the yes Dreamcast. Dan yes <laughs> I, Dan. I knew Pete would appreciate that. yes that's
1: not a waste of money
0: well it is because it costs if you already 50 owned quid. a copy
1: it is it
0: costs me 50 quid I've got I've got Shenmue 2 already for the Dreamcast oh, beautiful beautiful Dan so yeah
3: good for that's you that's not a waste of money at all oh man are you gonna play that
0: soon I I don't I'm not convinced it's going to age well. I think I th- but I think yeah. I think what will make up for it is the fact is the knowledge that so much of that game at the time was revolutionary. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And so much of the stuff that we play now comes from that game. Stuff like weather changing, yeah, quick, stuff like quick time events. All <laughs> those things that we take for granted these days in your normal RPGs didn't exist before Shenmue. I'm sure they did to an extent, but that was something that put it all together and said here is where the future is. Certainly to that level of detail. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Are you drinking cucumber water? Or is that lime and mint?
3: It's lime. How dare you suggest that I drink cucumber water. Cucumber water is absolutely disgusting. It's like, hey, let's take a vegetable that's mostly water and
1: then put it in water to flavour it. It's like Yeah, but Peter, all fruits and vegetables are seventy percent water.
3: Human and beings probably more. are seventy percent water. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Like, there's no flavour. So putting there's
1: a no... lot so complaining that a cucumber is mostly water is I'm That's not complaining no, no, no. because a lime is mostly water. No
3: no no, I'm not complaining. Like a cucumber can be mostly water if a cucumber wants to be
1: mostly. It's water. not mostly what I'm just but there's no more water in a lime than there is in a cucumber. It's all right, that okay, water displacement. Okay. The lime Fine, keeps know- all its water in little segments where the cucumber the water is displaced evenly throughout the baton. So absolutely I right, I'm very well aware of
3: the baton <laughs> for a uh, way of holding water, what I'm what I'm most concerned about is is it's that the cucumber tastes of water and a little bit of like anonymous veg, whereas a lime tastes like delicious and citrusy <laughs> and lovely. I've
2: got I've got I've got ten facts that you didn't know about cucumber. Oh, <laughs> I bet you have. I bet you have, Chris. Go on.
3: Are they? Are they? In, are they
1: it's a, is there a rundown? Is could you, like? Could you give us the, the top? top I don't think it's in order of like importance. <laughs> could you not give us the top three? Or uh... just just your most interesting cucumber? Yeah, just the most interesting. Facts, Here we please. go. This go is, this
2: is something that I think we all suffer from.
1: Right. Do you
2: have a problem with your bathroom mirror fogging up after your morning shower? Yes. Try rubbing cu- a cucumber slice along the mirror. It will eliminate the fog and provide a soothing spa-like fragrance. (laughs) (laughs) Who
3: found that out?
2: I don't know. I think they've they've remained anonymous. Here we go. Using a pen and made a mistake, move over, Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Take the outside waxy coating of the cucumber and and slowly use it to erase the pen writing. (laughs) How slowly. slow are we talking? I'm sure <laughs> anything can be a razor if you've got a lot of time to spend. But, sure, but, okay. but surely last that just turned everything one. green. Here we go. Here's the last one. The term cool as a cucumber is mm. actually derived from the cucumber's ability to cool the temperature of the blood. Also, when applied topically, cucumber really does cool the blood and eases facial swelling, which is why cucumbers are so popular in facial regimens.
1: Oh, well, there you go. That...
2: Well, now we know.
1: I just thought it was like a cool thing that... You know, people at spas did. Yeah. I didn't even know it was a real thing. And What, a cucumber? (laughs) Those mythical foodstuffs. Peter's been eating erasers for years. (laughs) (laughs) Pete, I sent you a, a present the other day.
3: You did send me a present... Um, I did. And uh, it. was a delightful pack of cards for Arkham Horror. Thank you ever so much for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, it's I'm borrowing those because I'm going to learn how to borrow a game. You also sent me a, a, a set of sweets uh, to set uh, to try. Yes, yeah, so a complete
1: set. collector's guide. <laughs> so, uh, for in a, the first
3: edition. So, for example, signed mint in box. Uh, there are no mints in the box. <laughs> um. Uh. So, for example, you sent me a wham, a wham bar, yes. Um proudly oh, saying, "Now made with cool. fruit juice." Uh, so that's that's exciting. I'll give that a go at some point. Um, there's a, a dip pop. This is from. Uh, this is from. Uh, <laughs> that was the closest I could get to a dip dab. Dip dab, yeah. So this is a um, uh, <laughs> straw pop and blue raz sour powder tongue painting. <laughs> Get Blue hip rash. with the dip 25p <laughs> uh, Get hip with the dip Get hip with the dip Don't go a bed uh, There's um, <laughs> There's a Sherbet fountain Now this of course yeah. is Sherbet with a licorice dip uh, It's the uh, classic recipe According to uh, Producers Candyland And you've also sent me Swizzle's rainbow drops.
0: Now we've talked about these on the show. Can, yeah, can I? Can I just? Because I, I wasn't on this episode
1: when yeah. you when you talked about well, rainbow drops. Yeah. And Lisa brought up Rainbow drops. Yeah. Talking and of Lisa, right? She's here. I, I told her that this moment was going to happen. Right? Yeah. Can, be, can I just
0: is she say been in the room I like this could,
3: entire time?
1: <laughs> yeah she just sits just and for her, the her uh, moment. Podcast,
2: biding
3: her
0: time. Because I could not believe that none of you had never had rainbow yeah, drops. Never had them. Any- and it, you were blaming it on like an uh, on, a, on a an age thing. I've had rainbow drops. I don't like them, but I've had them. Oh well, don't 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 say
3: that because I'm about to eat some.
1: Right, I'll I'll, I'll put Lisa on. On oh, no. they're, they're oh, lightly sugared,
3: sugar. puffed wheat, basically.
1: Okay, he's still trying to get into the packet.
3: <laughs> he's just gonna go. Poof. So, uh... hello, hello, um, hello. hello. So, Lisa. Hello, Lisa. Um, oh. Uh, thank you ever so much for purchasing these rainbow drops um, okay. and sending them on to me.
0: And Lisa, can I just say as I've just mentioned to Sam, when I listened back to the podcast, I wasn't on I absolutely knew what rainbow drops were and I can't Look. believe that no one else did and no one else had had them. So
4: I know, they're crazy aren't these they? Are,
3: these are listen, I'm not going to take uh, any blame for this. Uh, I, I,
4: Pete, now you've seen them, do you still not recognise them? I sort
3: saw of vaguely they look like a cereal I once had. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. So um, they are free from artificial flavors. Uh, artificial colors. That's good. They're suitable for vegetarians. Big thumbs up. Free from artificial colors? Really? Yeah, there's no artificial colors. Really? really? Right. Really? Yeah, free from... Some, no, but, I mean, that's it's got colours. just natural <laughs> that's colours. natural, that's not good. Right. So I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do a little. Um, I'm gonna do a sweetie tasting test, and uh, we'll see how this works. So, let's get the bouquet going. Hold on. I'm gonna open up the pack. My hands are so sweaty. That their hand is actually okay. Okay. We're into the bouquet. That's. They smell like crisps. Smell. Um. Brannigans. It's probably so it's probably I, nitrogen. How do I? Nitrogen is possible there. How do I uh, eat these, Lise? Do I just like eat them one by put one? Put in your mouth no. and then Just you just pour, pour some into your hand, Pete. Pour some but into your it, hand yeah, and then. But this is the thing. There's a technique. So, Lise, for example, just mastication with, with with Oreos. I, like,
4: I think you should do what Dan said. You put some into your hand yeah. and do it like a shot. Okay.
3: Yeah, absolutely agree. Okay, I've got a good. I've got. A, <laughs> do, you, do you know what wine to pair it that?
0: Okay, so I'll give these a go. <laughs> there's a there's a range of facial expressions here, that, the, that 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 an audio medium doesn't quite capture. I know. There's um. It was like a, it's, It looks like a kid I used to know used
2: to feed horses lemons to see what faces they would pull.
4: I don't really know what to say.
2: Well, thank you ever so much, Lise. Um, it's been great having
3: you on the show. They're like. They're like. um, They're like. They taste like stale sugar puffs. Yeah.
4: Yeah, that's what Sam said. Tastes like cardboard.
3: They're, um. They're not. They go through waves of of being nice and then unpleasantness. Have
4: some more. Go on. Have some more. They're they're just a little bit of. They're just a little bit of
3: nothing. Oh, God.
4: See, you're getting into it now. Oh. they're,
3: They're like. The first hit is like instant sugar and that it is very much like a just airy sugar then it's sort of, now I'm getting into this this tastes stale there's nothing really here, this tastes really fake and then as the mouth clears oh no, there's another little peek and then as the mouth clears you're just left with the taste of sugar puffs and milk, I think these would go really I think, well,
4: I think are- I think you're overanalyzing it a bit, because they're 30p a bag, and they're 118 calories a bag, so they're a great snack. <sighs> That's true. They're not They're not a Michelin star. This isn't the food and drink show. They, like,
3: they are delightful. Um, oh, hello, look. You don't look... Hello. There's 0.3 grams of protein in this 10 gram serving.
4: Oh, well, there you go, silver lining. There you go. Well, I'll I'll keep sending them to you then. Thank you.
3: <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> I will have these with milk. I will actually try these with milk. I think.
4: I think if you have them with milk, you'll be Sam's hero. All right, I'll try. Like it. his dream.
3: All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, thank you so much, Lisa. That's well,
1: lovely.
4: I'm glad I witnessed
3: that. Yeah.
2: <sighs>
1: I've um, I've uh, been doing uh, some early morning shifts. Have you recently? Um. Which is okay. It's fun, but, but it tends but there's been um for the second time Chris has taken me to the cinema after I've done an early morning shift. Um the last time didn't go so well, it was Star Wars Rogue One a story. What's it, Rogue One a Star Wars story, is that what you called it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I fell asleep. Right. Yeah. Good work. Great. Woke up when, uh, I won't spoil it, but, uh, a man in black with a red light shows up. Oh, yeah. Um, Good. which is the best bit in the film, so... Was luckily a, I woke he was the security up. guard of the city. <laughs> <laughs> hey, moving on, We're closed! Uh, we've been shut for hours! Chris just left me. Just, oh, we looked so peaceful. Um, so, um, I was a little bit apprehensive when, uh, he was like, Oh, we should go, we should go, we should go and watch Wonder Woman, um... Because I knew it would be at the end of an early shift. But then I thought, no, this would be a good barometer for the film. Because it's been getting some... Some people have been laying down some pretty good vibes around it. So I thought, if I can stay awake, then I know it's good. Yeah. I know it's, like, holding my attention and, it, and it's... Um, actually well, And I did. And I did stay awake. And it might have been the Haribo and chocolate that I ate. Yeah. But I'd like to think it was a film. Because it was pretty good, wasn't it, Chris?
2: It was pretty good. It's I, DC's I, best I movie. It is DC. It, the recent DC Universe set of films post-Christopher Nolan, it is without dad, without a shadow, the best one. <laughs> Completely.
0: That's, that's not a great I mean, you did have You
2: did have a little bit of a kip, Sam. I did turn around at one point and you were like... Head back. I think
1: this, that was during the London bit, which was like... okay. I think I fell asleep I think subconsciously my brain just like got me to nap well, during but I definitely I definitely um like was awake during what felt like the most sort of the, the grandiose parts of the, well, of the story. Now yeah.
3: I will say this I yeah. desperately desperately uh do not want to have this spoil for me because I'm actually quite interested. So uh I won't spoil it for you at all okay. Peter. So
2: basically it's
3: What what the well, Chris, Chris, much- Chris
1: Chris Chris, Chris, Chris. Let, just, let, just let Pete ask his questions. Everyone knows what Wonder Woman is. She's what, a woman. Hang on. She's a woman.
2: Uh, no, no, this is what I want to move on to, Sam. You all right, say okay. everyone knows what woman is, Wonder Woman is.
0: Does people, everyone know what Wonder Woman is? We've, got, sure that we've, is. we've,
1: we've, we've all got mothers. It's true. Okay, I, I have a mother. Okay. And she's wonderful, Dan. And that's the message we take away from Wonder so, Woman. So
0: you're telling me Wonder Woman is my mother?
1: Yes. She, okay. Your brummy mother... Fighting the Nazis. Well, can't. they weren't the Nazis. When, we're just Germans. Dan, when
2: you went to Minowca as a child in that invisible plane, <laughs> didn't you not? Oh,
4: yeah. All right, so, oh,
2: coming so, back to me. Okay, so Chris. Yes, yes. Yes, go again there.
3: So, Chris, um, my questions are as follows. As somebody who knows a yep. fair bit about comic books, I have never yep. read a Wonder Woman comic in my life. Uh, I'm going to slap yep. my own wrist now. There we go. Um does this film make you want
2: to go and read the comic books yes it does okay it really does. and why because it's an origin story and we talked about this in the last episode and um, dan in particular saying he really likes origin stories and that's what resonated with me i really wanted to know more about this law and i know obviously it is informed a lot by um greek mythology You've got people such as Hippolyta, you know, Zeus gets a name check, right. Ares, all these various gods and things from this lore. But I really, really wanted to delve more into the DC mythology that is kind of merged with this. I really wanted to do that more and more. And I actually found myself coming out of wanting to actually pick up a, co- a Wonder Woman comic and start reading it to learn about this kind of history, which I'm ashamed to say I know very little about. And I'm actually more interested in it than the kind of Kryptonian farce of the character of Superman, for example. Because I would say that the
3: Wonder Woman franchise to me has always felt a little bit as a complete outsider. Has always felt a little bit like that American TV series that they did, like a little bit cliche. Mm. Linda Carter, right? Linda Carter, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, And well, I think I think the 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 good thing about um, Wonder Woman. becoming a film is that DC have actually released quite a few like handy flow charts. Right. uh, And and definitely uh, both Chris and I are starting to read the new new big summer smash which is uh, Dark Days and Dark Nights. Uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capello uh, coming back to DC to save the day. (laughs) Um, um, And so within the pages of that there is a lot of kind of splash ads saying you know if you're new to Wonder Woman these are the things that you should be reading and I know that DC actually did a really good flowchart, which is kind of like, right, if you're new to Wonder Woman and a mature reader, like, these are the two that you need to read. Or um, if you're new to the DC Universe, like, if you're only just picking up comics now, like, these are the ones that you need to read. And, like, so there is there is quite a lot of um, resources out there. Mm. I think that if you um, if you want to start, then it's a good place. But I'd, I'd go and watch a film, actually. That's the one thing that's going to get you juices cuz you the only thing you're going to do is you're going to pick up some comic and then you're going to go oh I really want to watch a film now and it won't be so it won't be around. Uh, so
2: with- what I will say is though, that the actual origin story for her I'm not spoiling anything here I'm not going to tell you any details. I think it does it's informed more so by the recent new 52 retelling of her origins which is slightly different to the one that William Moulton Marston who's her creator yep and um, put forward. Yep. Okay. Um so I think that they're they're kind of being more informed by the Recent uh, regeneration, I suppose. Uh, so in the new
3: '50s. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about. Okay, well, just on a very basics thing then. Like, why is this a better DC movie than the other films that DC have been putting out recently?
2: Um, well, it's got colour in it, right? <laughs> Actually, like in terms—no, joking aside. the Palette of it's mise en scène has got colors it's this beautiful and you'll see some of it in the posters and the trailers these beautiful lush vibrant colors and that's you know really interestingly juxtaposed with the kind of the drab, the monochromic colors of world war one which is basically what Zack snyder has been using his, his palette to draw from for his dc canon right. uh, and to some extent it's actually christopher nolan really this is a very rich and vibrant palette it's just a treat for the eyes really so it already energises the whole of the DC franchise with this figure, and um, that's one thing. Um, second, um, and um, you've got um, a female-led superhero film, and I'm not saying this is the first one by any means, because you've got, for example, I don't know, from the top of my tank, girl, which was directed by female director, Rachel Talalay, who did that episode of Doctor Who we talked about a few episodes ago, Heaven Sent. Mm-hmm. Um, GI Jane also got Super Super in the seventies as well. I think, as, as obviously, it's a super uh, female film. So it's not it's not novel in that sense. But it,
0: but it says a lot that you've got to go that far yeah. back, yeah,
2: exactly, for the notable for the notable films. I mean, l- l- lest we forget, um, you know, Halle Berry's Catwoman film, which everyone forgotten. Do you know I um, uh, do you
3: know I know somebody who wrote the script for the video game version of that? My God, uh, he's very proud of that. He's very, very, very yeah. proud of that game. He still told you though. Yeah, he didn't did. He yeah. was so he was like, um, "This is one of my
2: greatest achievements." Uh, um, little f- okay. If we're name dropping, then I was in a film as, a, as a, an extra years ago with one of the actors in Wonder Woman. Oh.
1: Um,
2: the guy who plays Charlie. Um, um anyway, we, but um, it was a really crap film. I've never watched it. I've got it on DVD. It's an awful, awful film. Apparently, the reviews were terrible. <laughs> But this one wasn't. Um, but what, what one thing it does as well is that it, it sounds like it's setting up for some of the tropes for a superhero film. And it does, does sometimes fall into those traps. But there are some things it does do which are very different in terms of how it approaches character. Like the last time I felt this kind of enjoyment watching um, a female-led action film where there's this kind of really lovely equality between genders in terms of the screen time mm. and their ability to hold themselves in the scene was Mad Max Fury Road, which was another um, film, Sam and sort of cinema, where you've got Furiosa and Mad Max, and it's not the case of, you know, the male hero drags the female by the hand through all this gunfire and stuff, or they don't just subvert those roles. Yeah. Ostensibly here, you've got two people back-to-back, literally, symbiotically, Helping each other and it's just fantastic to watch and the fight scenes are incredible. The Amazonians yeah, yeah, yeah. are so badass honestly it's incredible on infe um brilliant um brilliant there are some lapses as I said before, into the tropes of comic book films, which I suppose it has to do really to satisfy some um people
0: like studio executives um, does it does it feel like it has it's leading into the the dc universe like batman versus superman was
2: kind of it's it's what's really quite annoying is that like from articles I'm reading afterwards there was this sense that the studios weren't expecting it to be a success like with other films like um the superman batman um you know the actors were given these long picture deals gal gadot was given free picture deals um um batman versus superman this film and the new justice league film and the director was basically given a one picture deal so literally just meted out they weren't expecting it to do well hmm. and it's done phenomenal it was done better than the opening
0: gross for iron man um i think the amazing spider-man and four i mean that's i mean i'm that's i'm really happy to hear that because i was quite concerned that if it didn't do really well then kind of you can imagine kind of the people at the top of the tower thinking, "Oh, people just aren't interested in female-led superhero films, so we we can't do those." Even though that's not the case, I was yeah. I was concerned that they were going to drop the ball. And I mean, I've really disliked the last two DC films, Suicide Squad and Batman vs Superman. I oh, found awful. nothing redeeming they're in either of them. So if awful. they drop the ball on this one again. I feel like the blame would have been put rather than the film being a failure the blame would have been put on the fact that it's a female led superhero film and that would have yeah. probably encouraged them not to do it again so it's great that he's, it's it's clearly done very well both critically and commercially um, it'll encourage them to do more obviously we've got Captain Marvel on the horizon on the Marvel side and just kind of demonstrating that audiences don't care who's leading a film. They care about the good story and the good characters. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's the thing, because,
2: I mean, as a feminist, it really made me happy, but this is feminism with a small F. It's not saying, it's, it's not trying to be in-your-face kind of feminism. There's, there's this lovely, it's beautifully kind of constructed this idea that, you know, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman is the one figure that steps into no man's land. You know, this is a no mm. man's land and she steps foot in it and just turns the tide. <laughs> and it's just these lovely kind of These kind of delicious kind of metaphors And it's perfectly brilliantly timed Putting her in this situation of World War I Because obviously they couldn't put it in World War II Because it just smacks too much of Captain America First Captain America mm. film um, And this isn't her origin You know, World War I But it's such a brilliant place to put her in Yeah. At that time in terms of gender politics And world politics And also the fact that it's a war um, And I was listening to a podcast I think Mark Bernardin talks about the fact that In the DC universe If there's an asteroid heading through Earth you send you call superman if there's a crime that needs solving you call batman if there's a war that needs ending you call wonder woman and <laughs> she totally is that gal gadot is totally that i mean she is a warrior She's the toughest of them all and gal gadot really holds her own along with all the other um, amazonians in this film it's a it's a it's a good film it's a solid it's a solid film i would say
0: that was Staying In With Me, Daniel Frost, Chris Darby, Sam Turner, and Peter Willington. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Mixcloud, ACAR, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you get your podcasts. We are absolutely everywhere. And if you'd like to leave us a review, we'd be really grateful. Just head over to iTunes or wherever it is. Leave us a lovely five-star review. It means the world to us. It's the best way for other people to find out exactly what we're doing here at Staying In. You can also visit stayingin.podbean.com. Lots more information about us, about the podcast, see our old episodes. Make sure you can check on there for any links to everything we've discussed, everything covered in this episode. Or finally, you can contact us on Twitter. All of us are there. Um, You can contact us, the podcast, at, at stayinginpod. So that's all the information you need. Go ahead, go about your day. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.